This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your Home Life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash thisishome. I love your microphone. It's very professional. Yeah, it looks professional. It this does. is like our real podcast. It's way more professional than my Xbox headphones. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, and welcome to Simply Said, where we talk about the simple ways to live well, do good, and be happy, all with the modest goal of changing the world. So that's just the one little thing we're going for here. I feel like When we feel better, we do better. And I think that's enough to change the world. And today, no doubt, the world, the simply said world, at least, will change for the better because my forever friend here, Sherry Sakanagi, is back. What's up? That's a lot of pressure to be changing the the podcast world. You have 20 minutes to do it. I got it. I got it. Thanks for having me back, Polly. Glad you came. Glad you didn't, like, ghost me or something. (laughs) I thought about it. <laughs> I know you did. So what's up? What have you been doing? You know, writing. I know. Talking. You had, you had an article in where? Motherwell. I did. I wrote, I had an article in Motherwell talking about the seven sneaky signs that your teen might be using drugs. Which made me freak out slightly. I know, but you know, I figure that it's just good to have the information and hope yeah. you never have to use it. It's good to have the info. And I like one episode, you and I will talk more about this because publishing was a goal for you. It was a goal. And you went all in. I went all in. And the funny thing is, you know how we talk about, I know this will be another podcast, but you talk about writing it down and writing down your intentions. And I did, I wrote that one down when I turned 50, that in the next year I wanted to be published. And it happened. And so. it happened. I think, I think that's the way we create our life, our world. And yeah, we should, we should do that one, one day. Cause I think a lot about that in my own life and the things I've written down. Um, definitely. It just keeps it in the forefront of my mind a little bit. I think the one thing that I think of you all the time is like, as fun as it is for me to write and publish. Um, and I do have another one coming out on Monday. I don't know how you do it for a living. <laughs> Oh my I don't God. You know how I do it for a living either, to be honest. It takes like forever for me to write like 500 <laughs> words. <laughs> I like that you set the goal and you went after it. So good. Congratulations. Well, thank you. The, along the other news, it's November. It is the season of giving. And Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday. I'm not kidding. I mean, you get to be grateful and you get to eat a lot. You know, I have to say that Thanksgiving is my ho- favorite holiday too. I like, I like the whole football in the background. Yep. I like it when it's a little bit gray and hazy out. I like the smell of turkey as long as I'm not cooking it. It's great. <laughs> what about doing dishes? 
I don't mind the dishes. I'd rather do the dishes than cook the meal. See, I'm all about the cooking. Oh. I want to clean up the stuff. God, There's man. always paper plates. We did that one year. Yeah. We're good with pa- You can get fancy paper plates. I know. Okay. Relax on the paper plates. Season of Thanksgiving. I like the gratitude aspect of it. And I think it, I think gratitude should be more than a seasonal thing. And it's what we're going to be talking about today because I think a gratitude practice is the simplest, simply said, the simplest and most powerful way to shift your energy um, when it's not so good to something a little better. And I, I don't think, you know, I don't think we need to go from depressed to euphoric. I don't think we need to go from, you know, sad to blissful. But I do think when we can make subtle shifts in our energy from bored to curious or from sad to melancholy, even that little bump in our mood actually changes how we operate in the world. And I think gratitude is is good for this. I am big on gratitude and I think it's a game changer. Gratitude is one of those words that years ago had, every time I heard it, it's like the eyes would kind of roll back in my head because I'm like, oh God, it just seems so, like I didn't get the connection. It, it seemed overwhelming. It was so woo-woo, I thought. Yes, wow. exactly. It's yeah. like, really? I mean, I have some real life problems here. So, <laughs> um, but, and it, it's like I've ebbed and flowed with the gratitude and you used the word practice. And I think that that's exactly how I had to look at it is it's, it's something you have to work on. It's like exercise or meditation, something that may not come naturally at first, but if you, you have to make it a planful part of your day to build that muscle. It's like a gratitude muscle. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And I think we skip over these things. And, uh, and I did, you know, years and years ago, 23, 24 years ago now, when I was a baby writer, um, this stuff wasn't talked about at all. And I would, I was always interested in personal development. So I would send these ideas out. And, uh, everybody, you know, the editors were like, No, thank you. So I ended up writing about other cool things like giant pumpkins. And, uh, fire training videos and uh, <laughs> things like that. But in 1998, this renowned psychologist named Martin Seligman, Martin Seligman, he's written several books and he's really called the father of positive psychology. He started talking about looking at the positive traits and qualities we could bring into our life when we're treating patients with mental uh, hardship or disease or disorder instead of the things that were going wrong. So historically, psychology, you know, was really looking at the diseased brain and and, and then we went into the behaviorist then the humanistic, which was more you have to know who you are and you have to find your own meaning. And Seligman started doing it differently. He started talking about positive psychology. What are the ways and the qualities that we can find even in those moments where things are harder, like happiness, like cheerfulness, like optimism. After he started talking about that stuff, I started getting opportunities to write about things like gratitude. And I've written hundreds of articles on the topic now over the last 20 years. And even though I was writing all this, I was like you, it was kind of a buzzword. It seemed too woo-woo. It seemed too simple. And uh, I have this mentality, which is not a smart one, but it is mine where 
if things feel too simple, I don't believe that they're powerful. Exactly. Yeah. So I got caught up like this is for other people. And yet I was writing these articles. But then I kept reading the research and the research and research that said, you're healthier, you're happier, you have better marriages, your autoimmune function improves. So you get people who regularly practice gratitude, uh, get fewer colds and flus. Um, They tend to have greater meaning in their life. It was kind of hard to ignore at that point. So when you were reading the research when you first started like was there suggestions or ways to start a gratitude practice yeah you know now they have really narrowed it down because there's been hundreds of of studies on this now about how gratitude impacts our well-being but in those days it was more just like be thankful now we know thanks to the work of robert emmon He's a renowned psychologist who's a specialist in gratitude. And Michael McCullough, Emmons is from UC Davis, where our little friend comes from. Yes, our little friend. uh, And McCullough is from the University of Miami. One of the studies they did is uh, they brought together a, a group of study participants. And one group wrote about the things they were grateful for that had occurred during the week. And the other group wrote about the things that irritated them or the things that displeased them. And a third group wrote about things that had affected them, but they weren't positive or negative. They just things that happened. And after 10 weeks of doing that, those who wrote about gratitude were more optimistic, felt better about their lives, had greater meaning. And they also exercised more, had fewer doctor's appointments, less anxiety, and they were sick fewer days. So that was pretty powerful. And when that stuff started emerging, one of the big practices, one of the big ways to implement a gratitude practice that researchers have found is to make a list, write down the things you're grateful for, do five things a day, spend five or 10 minutes on it. And even doing that every day is shown to have a really big impact on your health and and emotional well-being. Does the research say anything about the impact, whether you just think it, whether you write it down, whether you share it with others, what's, what's the most impactful way? Yeah. Good question. Um, it, all of it matters. For instance, you can write a thank you note and get these kind of benefits. Um, when you express your enjoyment or appreciation of another person, that's another way of putting gratitude in action. Um, You can thank someone mentally. If you think about someone who has done something good or you think about something that you appreciate, that that you're grateful for, it does have benefits of lowering your stress levels and and helping uplift the mood as you go through the day. So yeah, you can sit and quiet. What I really want to encourage though is, is give it a pause, you know, don't sit in front of the TV set and say, oh yeah, by the way, in your mind, I really appreciate that my husband made the coffee. But take a breath, get quiet, 20 seconds can really change your life because when you take this stuff in, then you start to savor the positive emotion that comes. And we know that process begins to change the neural pathways in the brain. So we're less prone to see the negative over time and more likely to find the positive. When we take in the gratitude, it's pause to savor the good feeling that comes with that before moving on into our day. So yeah, thinking it, making a list, I call it out. I do it out loud all the time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one of my, my favorite practices, um, and, and this will take us to the Simply Start segment, if you want to start a, a gratitude practice today, one of the things we do in my family is we have a gratitude jar and we have a mason jar that has the top off and I have a pad of post-its and I put it right in the middle of the table. So during the day or in the evening, we write down when we're eating dinner or whatever, if people want, they can write down something they're grateful for from the day and put a date on it and then pop it in the jar. Nobody reads it, we fold it up. Then on the first of the year, we open the jar and we read all the things we're grateful for. So not only do you feel better in that moment when you, and, and this has been good with my teenage daughter because she's pretty convinced her life is ruined on a daily basis. <laughs> and when she has to sit there a minute and think, oh, maybe all of it was ruined, but this one part, you know, maybe this one part worked out. It changes her feeling right then. But when we open them up, come the new year, it, it's a nice kind of highlight reel of the year we've had. I, I like that idea. I was thinking along those lines um, of how I kind of tried to integrate my boys in years ago. And I actually started on Thanksgiving, but mm -hmm. we did it where we had everyone that was there that night put something they were grateful for into a little box. And then during the meal, I would read them. I oh, just, sorry. and without like who, so it's a simple, simple way to start. My boys were teenagers. They weren't going to sit there and talk about what they were grateful for. But if I read it, um, I think they, they kind of, I think they kind of liked it. I like to know how they're thinking a little bit too as a mother. Like I like it when I, when my daughter shares something she wrote down because it kind of lets me know where her head is. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think I got something like, um, I'm grateful for my iPhone, but you know, <laughs> who is it? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll take what I can get. <laughs> so where are you with this stuff now? Do you practice? What do you think? Is it, is it full of baloney or have you seen it work? The way I look at this practice is it is not going to hurt. It's in some way it will enhance. It may not solve your, your problem or your situation or, or what it will improve your life in some way. And it's so simple for me. I just remember to do it every night before I go to bed. I do write down the three things that I'm grateful for. Um, and sometimes it's super easy and I have 10 things and sometimes I can't think of one. Um, and that's the most powerful time. When you really pause and give it thought, there's, there's tons. It's just may not be in front of your face after you've had a fight with your husband and your kids just told you to take a hike and your boss yelled at you. Well, you edited that down. Take a I hike. did. Not... You told me I couldn't swear. No, so, um, We're a family show. But, and you know what I love, I love, love, love is sometimes I'll lay in bed and I'll like review my grateful list from the year before or the year before, and it can totally cheer me up. I love that. I keep them in my journal too. And, and I rarely look at them again, but you're making me think because, and, and I agree. I mean, this stuff is not going to take your problems away, you know, and I'm not sure we should. We get this life experience, however it shows up. And I think we have a chance to respond to those circumstances. I think uh, it's interesting and, and resilience building and all those things that life should be. I, I'm not here to, to create bliss for everyone every day. I can't do that for myself. I don't pretend that. 
But I do think there's something really powerful in the worst moments and the scariest moments and the most grief stricken moments to be able to sit there for a minute and say, ah, but I still have the breath in my body or I still have heat on in my house or I still have a cup of coffee. And, and we know people who haven't had those things. That's and right. so when, when you take that kind of perspective, even in the worst moments of my life, um, it's definitely helped elevate me and get me out of my own head a little bit. And, and that's where the word practice comes in is when you do it every day, just like everything else, when you are, when you need it, when you need that strength or that pick me up, it, it comes to you easier. It's easier to find a little bit of gratitude if you're practicing it every single day. If you wait until you're like, oh my God, this sucks. It's harder to recall it if you're not doing it every day. Absolutely. I think it has to be a habit. Um, and I don't know, do you do it this way? I try to come up with something different every day, three to five things that are different from the day before. Now I've repeated coffee a lot of times because coffee, but um, I try to really broaden my scope to make sure I'm taking into account all the things that are working here. I, yeah, I try. I mean, I could put ice cream on my list every single day. <laughs> And depending on what reality show I'm watching, I could probably put that on the list too. But no, I do try to mix it up. And I do, another fun thing too is I like to play a, this little connection game. Like I'm grateful for this, but I'm grateful that happened, so that happened. And then that happened, so that happened, then that happened. Because sometimes there's a big chain of things um, and the way that life is connected, and you're like, okay, that's pretty cool. I think that's a really important point you made. I think um, research has shown that some power from gratitude is building in the sequence of things that had to happen to get us where we are. And, and it's really hard for me to sit down for a meal and pretty much almost everything on my gratitude list every day could be food. Okay, let's just be honest. Food or office supplies or duck football. So three things. I'm not shallow at all. But Something tells me that your list could be very long. It could. It's getting longer as we sit here. But really, when you sit there and you're grateful for the sandwich, it's pretty hard to ignore the farmer who grew the grain or the trucker who brought it to, uh, you know, the shelves or the, the clerk in the grocery store who put it out there so we could get the bread. I, 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 think, I think thinking about how this world moves in support of us so often is a, it kind of gives me chills. Like, yeah, things it takes a lot to make one little thing happen, even to keep our heart beating without us thinking about it. That's, that's something you can always be grateful for. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Wow. That's rare. <laughs> hey, look at us. You're so polite on the We're box. agreeing. I can't cuss. Wow. We agree. This is a long 20 good. minutes for me. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's it. We have the Simply Start, which is the gratitude jar. I'm going to also offer another practice that I love for our Simply Nifty segment, where I talk about the practices, ideas, items, objects, people that have really helped me make my life better. And Today, it's another gratitude practice, and it's 100 steps. And one of the things, because I'm a writer and I sit on my behind all day long and I'm trying to be more active in my life, one of the things I do each day is I get up from my desk and I walk 100 steps just around my house. And with each step, 
And I do this most, most days, but not every day. But with each step, I try to give thanks. I'm grateful for this step. I'm grateful for this carpet. I'm grateful for the sun coming through the window. 100 steps of gratitude. I think it's a simply nifty practice. It really gets you in the moment and it also gets you moving. When we work our mind and our body together, it's a pretty powerful combination. And I think uh, it makes us feel better too. It makes us physically healthier as well. So that's that. Uh, Sherry, thanks for being here. Grateful to have you here today. Well, I'm grateful to be here. It's going in my journal tonight, Polly. Write it down. And you can find Sherry Sakanagi, writer at www.skinny-truth.com. Find her there. Can, you, can we contact you there? You can contact me there. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all from that site. Send fan letters and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. And thanks to all of you who have listened and subscribed to Polly Campbell Simply Said Truly. In this modern weirdo world, those things make a big difference and I appreciate it. Thanks for the positive reviews too that are showing up on iTunes. I, I really appreciate it. It's great to read. Um, if you have ideas for the show, comments about how you practice gratitude, tweet me at PL Campbell or sign up for more uh, with the How to Live an Awesome Life newsletter, which incidentally is the name of my book. And you can uh, join that newsletter community at www.imperfectspirituality.com. And today, and all season long, and all year long, as you go through the moments of your day, take a minute, pause, and be grateful. I think it's one way we can live well, do good, and be happy. Mm -hmm.